I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Oh, the theme tune, you mean? I haven't got a clue. Oh, I'll come up with something, don't worry. Okay, we're good, because we're live. I've got them all in my head, haven't I? Well, we're live. Okay. On air. Oh, I've got one already. Okay, good. Let me ride down, because I'll forget in the next ten minutes. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Um, We did the old press record a second early, just to try and uh, trick Andy Boy Simmons. I'm the person You didn't see that, did you? I'm writing it down. No, I didn't. Okay. I'm the person who presses record on this podcast. Promise you didn't see it? Yes, I promise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm. I'm responsible for. I could stitch you up if I wanted to. Yeah. So we're back. So week two. This is week. Th- yeah. It's, or season two. <laughs> episode, episode two. two. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the first time we've had two episodes in a row in the first six months. Maybe. Um, Maybe nine months. But we were back by popular demand last week, weren't we? Yeah. And. Uh, 37,000 downloads. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And um, it was uh, very well received, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Which nice. I was surprised. And I was actually surprised that so many people actually listened to the podcast, given the fact that we are really flaky, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. So People wanted us back. So, yeah. So thank you for caring. You don't know what you got till it's gone. No. That's no, you it. Don't. Um, so maybe we should go away more often. <laughs> some people are like, yes, please go away. Well, if you're one of those people, why are you listening? Well, I have some fo- podcasts on my podcast feed that I subscribe to that I listen to out of because I feel I have to. Okay, name Do and shame. So no, absolutely not going to name and shame anything, but one podcast did come off my podcast really? feed. Can you tell me what podcast came off your thing? Yeah. Go on. And I, it breaks my heart to admit this publicly. Yeah. Sean Mooney's. Oh, really? I've I've not updated his in a long while. Yeah. Um, He's had some good input saying that. I take it off my podcast. It's partly because when I went away on holiday for a week, I got like weeks and weeks behind with various different podcasts, but I'm trying to catch up. And obviously Christmas is approaching, so Rocky's Toys work is taking a bit of a precedent while I'm in my office, but so do I you not listen to him then. Yeah, okay, I was going to yeah. say, because that's one of the beauties about podcasts, isn't it? You can leverage your time. The reason yeah. why audio is overtaking video is because you can do multiple things at once. Yes. And as a human race, we want everything now. Yeah. Now, now, now. Yeah. So, like, we can we can listen to something and do something else at the same time. So well, I'd had, I had, like, eight. I think I was about eight weeks behind on Sean Mooney. So, I was like, I, just, I haven't got time to listen to Slick and Typhoon. and. But you can always come back to them. Yeah, I know, point. but I just think I'm just swamped with, <laughs> swamped with podcasts. Wow. And also, the I've got to listen to ours back the trouble, well. The troubles you have with your everyday oh, life, I eh? Know. They're um, world pro- I listen, first world problems. <laughs> I listen to... Uh, audio books these days yeah um which kind of overtook podcasts but i do still have like six credits left on audible okay. so if anyone's got any book recommendations for me i said as i was wiggling my fingers there um please do let me know i'm currently listening to sir trevor mcdonald's autobiography okay. um which i'm not very far into it but it's very intriguing so far um so um so yeah so that's a lot of fun listening to that um have you got any audio book recommendations? No, but I have. I've had the book for about three or four years. Justin Roberts' book, audio book or actual? No, book? A, an actual well, physical you, paper you've book. You've already you've already uh, divulged to us that you only read for ten minutes while you go to the toilet. Yeah, sometimes on the bath, but then over the summer I invested in an iPad, so now it's wrestling in the bath. Do you get? Ki- well, you can get a Kindle, get Kindle books. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not really, I'm not really a. Uh, yeah, I like physical stuff. Would you like to hear the last autobiographies I've listened to? 
If any, well, the only reason I'm saying this is... Are you going to play them now? Or just no, I'm just going to read the list. Okay. But if anyone wants to discuss the autobiographies that I've, I've listened to, mm -hmm. then I don't have many friends, as we've discussed on this podcast. You're no. illiterate. Which you'd think that <laughs> you'd think that all Joe books would be like wonderful for no, someone I'm a, like I'm you. A, I'm a good, good um, reader. <laughs> and, uh, um, but I've got no one to discuss my books with, so uh, I've listened to "Got to Get Faroovis" oh, by read Louis Farouk. Well, no, I read, never read it. I listened to it. Oh yeah, okay. Did you mention we WCW? could use that? We could use that gag after. Uh, <laughs> he uses he often refers to the wrestling as a in a throwaway. He he uses wrestling as an analogy to something. So like. Um, you know, like... Like that time Sarge maybe do 50 well, squats. No, it'd be like, and I felt pressure on my head like being headlocked by one of the wrestlers in the... Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. That's not the exact example, but yeah, he'd, yeah. he'd often okay. refer to it. Um, he must know it's a popular episode. Obviously, he was caught up on... Um, a, a lot of it was about Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Like, a lot of it. And it's, uh, it's amazing the impact that he had upon his life and, like, the... I guess guilt he feels, yeah, even though it, yeah. we, he's we kind of conflicted about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like I, I, but and he takes up so much of what is his autobiography, really, um, that you can see. You know, if you if you put down your life in words in terms of how many pages, like Jimmy Savile took up so such a large percentage of that book, and it was interesting stuff. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I guess he knows what sells, isn't it? You know, that well, he knows what sells. But I mean, without with being a little bit callous about it, but you know, he's probably like. Well, I could talk about the time I went to the power plant, or I did the gangster rap, and but know, I think, but I think it's deeper than that. I think he generally, because he had like a weird friendship with Jimmy Savile, and you have to read the book or yeah. listen to the book. Available on Audible anyway. So Louis Farouk's autobiography. I've listened to uh, Michael Bisping's "Quitters Never Win," which I thought was actually real good. Yeah. Um, Muhammad Ali, the greatest. Uh, I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favourite uh, autobiography. Uh, the, the narrator was quite good, I felt. Okay. Um, I've listened to... Uh, oh, the, oh, it's a McDonald's. Uh, I forget what it's called. Grinding it out. The making of McDonald's. Oh. I've still got 25 minutes left to, on Trying that to get one. A bit. How long does the uh, book it's last? It's a very old book, that one. How long did they last? Uh, something like 11 hours. Really? Jim Ross's book, 8 hours, 23 minutes. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I've been to that. Uh, Ian Wright's book I listened to, which was, um, it was only like two and a half, three hours. Um, he played for Burnley, you know. I know, yeah. Towards the end of his career. Yep. He had three transfers in one season. You couldn't do that these days. Um, yeah. Just a list. I'm just rattling them off. Oh, Always Managing by Harry Redknapp. Brilliant. <laughs> Untold Truth by Mike Tyson, which was actually uh, a real good, very honest Mike Tyson. He's like surprisingly honest. Oh, uh, you told me a few funny stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what he used to get up to in prison. <laughs> yeah, he was annoyed. Yeah. He had it all figured out, didn't he? Shoe Dog as well. The guy who made Nike. Phil Knight. Okay. Very good. Definitely recommend well, I never, that. I'd never even thought about that, as that being a human being behind making Nike. But oh, but his story's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I think of it as like an old, super old company. Well, it is, is it kind of old, but like he, he, started off by, he started off by... Um, so basically, the sports shoe was a Japanese thing. Yeah. So like the trainer, as we know it, was a Japanese thing, and he used to essentially do business with Japan, okay. bringing trainers over, and then through a series of events, it becomes Nike. But uh, yeah, again, a fascinating read. Mm -hmm. Definitely uh, recommend that to anyone. Cool. And he's a, and uh, if you're interested in business, definitely because yep. obviously his cash flow and like even though he was making money, like more money to upscale his business, he needed to buy more trainers. But he was buying the trainers at like obviously he he couldn't get the trainers in fast enough. 
but to get them in fast enough, he had to put himself in debt. What are we talking about, the 60s, maybe? Uh, I don't know. It's a long while. It's been a few months since I've listened to it. As okay. you heard from that list, that was like the last one on the list yeah, that okay. I was going through. So anyway, what have you been up to? Um, <laughs> Seven minutes of nothing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in the gym now. Back is fully healed, I believe. Still a bit cautious. So everyone that got a kick out of me, you know, almost disabling myself, putting myself in a wheelchair the rest of my life. A surprising amount of people did find that story hilarious, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so but anyway, but you know, seemed to be touch wood anyway. Over that, for the most part, uh, did a bit of wrestling over the weekend. Oh, we had the Buckland Community Centre, didn't we? The Buckland Dome, yes, as my did. brother affectionately refers to it as. Yeah. He loves the Buckland Dome. We had a good house, considering it was a community centre, you know. <laughs> so yeah, overall success. Obviously, we run those events uh, three or four times a year, uh, incorporating the students of the Portsmouth School of Wrestling, giving their first uh, taste of an audience. This one was more controversial than normal, wasn't it, Andy? Oh, there was a few few problems, wasn't there? Yeah, the Saturday Night Wars commenced. We had another firm coming in and yeah. setting up shop in our, in in our, our hometown, <laughs> in <Yeah>. our territory, <laughs> um, and accusing... Oh, all kinds all of kinds accusations of were being flung around. And, and it got to the point where, obviously, but there was no mud flung, so, like, Chris Kay, mm-hmm. veteran UK wrestler, yeah. put up his uh, big Facebook status about people taking down posters and yeah, whatever yeah, have yeah. you, yeah. and then... You messaged him saying, listen, we've not been taking down yeah. your posters. Yeah. And he replied being like, oh, I wasn't talking about you, mate. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> right? he did, yeah. And, um, and like, it got to a stage where you had to start taking pictures of the posters being put up next to yes. their posters yeah. just to say, look, we're not, we're not trying any funny business. Yeah. You know. Um, it's like good luck to him, you know. Yeah. You know, we've run since 2013, maybe f- 50 shows in Portland. Yeah, probably, yeah. You know, so we know how hard it is, and we weren't yeah, and thrilled. We do, and we do rounds of posters. So, like, we know, like, posters get taken down, right? Yeah. And we have to do. We know what that's like. So as we well. do, um, but, but but like in general, from shopkeepers. Yeah, right. And right. like, and I think posters are very is, uh, is it like it's another story, another discussion for another day. Like the you know modern day promoting how effective is postering these days, um, but. Um, we have to do rounds of posters in the sense of we'll put posters up, say, for example, six weeks, five weeks out from a show, but then two weeks later, we'll have to go around and do go to again. the same places and pretend when we go to the shopkeepers. <laughs> that, and they know just as well as we do because we're two speaking to the same people. Yep. They put a poster up a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and they've... You right there, mate? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, they put a poster up a couple of weeks ago and uh, they've taken it down. Probably as soon as we left... Um, well, the, 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 well, I'm not going to reveal too many tricks on how to get them up, but the last thing you want to do is uh, when they say, oh, leave it with me, mate, I'll put it up later. No, I'll put it up myself, thanks, Yeah, mate. it's all right. Don't worry, mate. I'll, I've got blue tack. No, 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 no. It's fine because mag- not all the time. Some shopkeepers are fair and honest, but a lot of them just go, bin, you yeah, know. Yeah. And every and time like you throw a poster away, that's it's not a lot of money that's per a, That's poster, at least one P. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not money per poster, but... Yeah, it's time. It's having yeah. um, and and you have and you feel like you've done a good job. Yeah, you have. We want to have a presence like, in the area. Yeah. You say about posters, may, maybe you said not being effective, but circus. Everyone knows the circus is in town because of their posters. Yeah, but they do, they have like ninjas, don't they, putting up their posters? Yeah. Yeah. So. Didn't we? We use the circus once to put them up, right? Pound yeah. a poster they charge, and if you've got three hundred posters, yeah. three hundred quid. You're just like, oh, maybe I'll just try and do it myself. Um, but yeah, so the Saturday Night Wars commenced, um, and I'd I'd say we had a fairly a very healthy attendance. One nil Portsmouth School of Wrestling. Yeah, 
Yeah. Pathetic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, oh, God, yeah. yeah well, the, the mud started really slinging Saturday morning. Didn't it, from yeah, and it was our boys just as much as uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm not like yeah. and it, and it, again it was a younger element of our mm-hmm. our training school so like about our side it was uh, our, yeah yeah our side so oh their side. side oh not so, not so much their side at all no yeah um, and yeah it's it a trainee show blah 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 I was like yeah yeah we've got trainee shows trainees one of them well obviously you know I don't consider myself a trainee well, I call it trainees and graduates because it's graduates of our wrestling school just as much as it well, is that's a, yeah, trainees yeah, yeah. I'm sure Sloney might have been the first one to coin the term trainee show yeah so like well yeah back then we were all trainees but now we don't put people on shows until we are 99% certain they are ready to go yeah but yeah um, so a lot of a lot of mud got slung but nevertheless I don't think we well I did, certainly obviously didn't retaliate but well, I messaged you didn't I I was like I was like on the morning of a show, I was like, oh my God, this is getting out of hand now, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're all Facebook oh. friends of each other. You know, I'm s- not. Well, you're not. <laughs> but they're all seeing what each other are writing. And yeah. Like it was going like to... It was like there's a territorial war yeah. over the, the, the Portsmouth Wrestling Fans Facebook group, of which has absolutely <laughs> no activity whatsoever <laughs> and peaked about five years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, cool. But there you go. We worked hard though, and we also worked <laughs> harder than them because we, you know, we we went out, we put our flyers through doors, we put our posters up, <laughs> we did our Facebook advertising. We had, uh, you know, over two hundred people win. So you can't ask much more on a community centre show, can you? Yeah, um, I feel that uh, with it, it's probably going to be all kinds of little digs now thrown on uh, social media. So look out. Yeah, look, <laughs> look out, out for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say this, they say that. Oh, go away. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, like I say, I distance myself from all of that stuff. But watching it from <laughs> outside, sure, um, it sure was uh, am- at times amusing, mm. at times cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, but like the intentions of the lads were like of our lads at least were you know they don't like you know they can see how much hard work we put into it, yeah. and it's kind of nice I guess to see them. That's been de- loyal about yeah, it and you defending know? And defending our honour somewhat, uh-huh. you know. Um, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so that was Saturday. Nice little show Saturday. Um, Sunday. So the school holidays are staggered. So I know. Yeah. So parts of the country are off. So Finley is still at school, but there's other parts of the country that are, that are off school for half-term week, which normally comes end of October. So Finley's lucky. His is next week, and he gets Halloween off. So he's obviously looking forward to that. Um, I feel that the majority of the schools are off next week, but... Well, yeah, but we live in Portsmouth, so, you know, for we know, at Lincoln... I've done a bit of research. Oh, have you? Yeah, because obviously I have my week moved yeah. uh, at Selsey. Yeah. Um, and I and I did some research, and really, like, Portsmouth City Council officially is off this week. Their schools, oh. their school terms officially this week. There's not... But if you walk around the streets, there's not really anyone off this week. No, okay. Um, and... Uh, Maybe any parents can write in and let us know. Are your, are your kids off school this week? But yeah. um, but yeah, like I the the majority of what I've seen are off next week because I suddenly started getting worried when you were like, oh, I've got shows on this week, yeah. camp shows, and I was like, oh, mine got moved to yeah. next week, and I was like, oh my god, am I gonna like? Oh no, don't you trust know. me. Your yours have got it right. <laughs> okay. So uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what. So so basically, I got booked for these camps at the end of the summer. The man, he worked there, and he said, right, we'll definitely have you in October. He said, there's two weeks in, in uh, October. We'll have you for both weeks. I'm like, oh, fantastic, which we'll come back to later as to why that was important. So uh, I booked my team. So I've got Hikaleo, I've got the great O'Khan, I've got Andy Boy Simmons, and I've got Dirty Dave Dennis, refereed by Tommy Stevens. 
So anyway, uh, I then... Oh, and then that man who booked me, he then gets the boot from his position. So uh, so then I have to email someone else saying we've been booked for these dates. Are they still valid? And the, you know, the chat replied, said, absolutely, they're still valid. So I was like, phew, thank God. So I turn up to his camp on Sunday. This was about a month ago. I have to re- uh, reconfirm the dates. So I think, oh, should I call them again just to make sure, you know, we're still on? But well, then I going to be good. But then I go with uh, the Homer Simpson analogy of like, well, <laughs> if I call them up, they might say, oh, we're not very busy this week. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'll just turn up. So we're, we're there. Van drives down. Car drives down. And, uh, and we pull into the park. And we've, we've, we've almost set the whole ring up. And nobody has come to see us, greet us, anything. Which I thought was a bit fishy. All the lights were off. Like, it wasn't dark, but the lights were <laughs> off, you know. Did you have to get past any kind of security to get in there? Well, we had to get through a gate, like a, you know, like a coded gate. Yeah. But luckily... You knew the code. Dirty Dave remembered the code <laughs> from the summer. summer. <laughs> so it wasn't a big deal, do you know what I mean? We just started like, And then the security guard walks in and he says, Oh, oh, I wasn't expecting you. I thought we'd finish wrestling for the year. And I was like... For oh. the year? Yeah, as in like they weren't even expecting it next week either. <laughs> But then, like, by the time we'd already set the ring, I'm like, oh, no, no, we definitely booked us, Mike booked us, so we know it's, you know, we're, we're supposed to be here. And uh, then about, oh, i tell you what, and then about 10 minutes later, I'm going through my Facebook feed, an advert for the holiday park comes up with the poster, wrestling today at five o'clock. I was like, few. No? Few, few, because that confirmed we were definitely doing the show, but B, I was like, <laughs> they seem to have done it as soon as they know we've arrived, you know. Like, oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, like someone's, some security guards run to the office. Yeah, and the wrestlers <laughs> are in. And someone's gone, oh, yeah, I did. So then uh, then the uh, at these different parks, they obviously can't call them red coats. So sometimes they're team stars, fun stars. Like blue coats. Blue coats, you know. But what the equivalent at this park comes Mates, in. Mates, friends. Yeah, but I don't think they go, all right, mate. They might say, hi, <laughs> Becky, the red Hi, coat. team star, Becky. Yeah. And, uh, Hi, fun star Dave. Yeah. So uh, so Becky comes in and she says, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, oh, here we go. She goes, but I'd already seen the advert by this point, so I knew the show was, the show was taking a hit. Go ahead. And she goes, uh, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. And I was like, okay. She said, nobody knew you were coming. And I was like, what do you mean no one, they said, no one told us you were coming? And then they said, who, who, you know, who booked you? And I said, Mike. So like, we can just turn up at any camp now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Like, we can turn back up at that one now. Yeah. Like, we've well, got a coat. Yeah. We've got a coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, move anything out of the way. So she says, we'll still put you on at five. So doors are at five. Show to start at half five till like quarter past six. So, uh, so she says, oh, listen, no, you know, nobody will come in, you know. Uh, if you, and then I said, well, if no one's here, do we still have to do the show? Do we get paid still, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still get paid. Yeah, yeah. But I knew that. I knew we still get paid because it's not our stuff up that yeah. they didn't, you know, messages weren't relayed. And then she said, she said, no, no, no. But something is jogging in my memory. And I can't remember whether I was there or Johnny told me, but I'm sure Johnny Storm was involved. For whatever reason, there was a cock up and nobody turned up to watch the wrestling and the fun stars, Redcoats, made them do the show. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, so, well, if you don't do the show, we're not going to pay you. So the lads had to get their kit on. Go out there and wrestle in front of the Redcoats. <laughs> and like, not because Redcoats wanted to watch it, I don't think. Like I said, I can't remember if I was there. Or it was just a story Johnny relayed to me. 
but that certainly rings well. So I did say, do we still have to do shows? Well, probably like, well, if we have to work, or maybe, maybe, yeah. or maybe they they are ones who are because every every camp's different, but maybe they're on like hourly, and if a show doesn't happen, they don't have to be there, so they lose their hours. Well, quite possibly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that could work. I'm sure that uh, no, I'm certain that's a story, but I cannot remember who told me. But I think it was probably Johnny. Um, so I did ask, do we still do the show? And she's probably thinking, well, I hope no one does turn up because I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like she didn't know she was doing that shift because nobody told her the rest of them was on. So she's probably thinking, oh, "I've had my afternoon ruined somewhat." And also, she did tell us, "I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I don't know anything about wrestling. I've never done wrestling at the, sh- at the camps before." So, you know, she didn't really want to do it. But anyway, she calls up her manager. Manager says, which quite rightly, he came up with the idea saying, "We've got an audience coming in at six to play the bingo. Start at six, so when people are coming in, so we're not interfering really with the bingo time." So in the end, we actually had a pretty healthy audience. So it was all right in the end. But, you know, those kind of, uh, I don't want to say they're regular because they're not regular, but it was just like, oh, here we go. You know, we go to wrestle in front of no one. Or, But nevertheless. And we always used to, uh, well, I always used to call wrestling's uh, like almost like the bastard of holiday entertainment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's like it always, dro- like, for it, there's nothing, it's interesting though, but almost a bastard of entertainment full stop. Yeah. Because, like, there's nothing that generates a crowd in the daytime yeah, for a yeah. camp, That's the theory, like yeah. a professional wrestling show, nothing, mm-hmm. right? And that encourages bar spend. And obviously, there is, like, for example, some camps do pantomimes, which encourage, uh, which get, which draw a good crowd. But, you know, but you know, in terms of bringing in an outside act, they spend, like, in the, you know, I hate to think the amount of money they spend on, you know, bringing in singers. Like, uh, I always, uh, one singer, um, her name was Lorraine. I can't remember her full <laughs> name, right? But she used to do the camps, and you might have met her. Oh, because sure probably have. Yeah. But like, I, but I remember I did one week, and then another week, and I, we bumped into her a few times. Yeah. Right, and she does the same gig every time. Like, but she's uh, the singer from uh, you know Meatloaf's. I would do no anything for love. When I was a kid, I, sh- I swear to God, that was my favourite song. Okay, so I'd always say that. Yeah. So, so Lorraine, she'd come, and she was Northern. Yeah. She was like, "Who's heard of me before? Who's heard me sing before?" Right, and no one puts their hands up. This is how she opens her yeah, yeah, it's clever, her, her yeah. shows. Yeah, and then no one puts their hands up, and she's like, "Oh, well, who's heard this song?" And they play a bit on the, uh-huh. you know, yeah, yeah, and everyone puts their hand up. Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, you've all heard me sing then, because that was me, the <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic. And like, and like self-aware though. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? And then, smart. Yeah. And then she dishes out. She sells CDs at the end as well. Yeah. She's like one of a few who's got gimmick tables. Oh, we get. Let's do a little bit on camps because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like, okay. it just reminded me of a, a camp experience I had, mm-hmm. um, but not to do with wrestling. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, um, but yeah. So they bring in Lorraine, and she probably gets paid good money based upon the fact that she was in Meatloaf. Well, she was Meatloaf's singer song, on that yeah. song. Yeah. Um, and. Um, and they get paid loads of money. They get put in a prime time evening slot position. Um, and there's loads of other people. Like you get your band member from Blue or like, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like all kinds of I entertainment. One time in 2005, down in Weymouth for Phil Powers' run, who followed the wrestling? We had an early show, maybe like 11, say till midday. Who followed the wrestling? Um, am I having to guess? <laughs> Go on, just take a stab. <laughs> Uh, not a singer though. Not a singer. But famous, like from you know, you wouldn't say. Yeah, you'd say he'd pull an audience if he was doing a book signing, maybe. Les Dennis. No. Bobby Davro. No. But you got the right sort of line. Lenny Henry. No. 
Dave Benson Phillips. I was going to say yeah, that. Really? That was on the tip of my tongue. That was yeah. on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave Benson Phillips. And I remember we just packed the ring away and he was coming in. He was bringing down his box of tricks. And, and I bet he got paid well more than the wrestling oh, and there's only one of him. Undoubtedly. Um, and he doesn't have to lug a ring around. There's no real petrol yeah. expense. You know, his car probably. But I went, all right, Dave. And he went, all right, mate. And that was <laughs> it. But that was before the days of like selfies and stuff, you know. And now look at him. Main eventer for Riptide Wrestling. <laughs> Oh, he's a wrestler. So he was probably, well, you might have uh, encouraged him. He was, do, probably, yeah. he was probably sat in the rafters watching your he's show. Like, that looks well easy. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I can do the wrestling <laughs> and, then do oh, the, yeah. and then do my yeah. show afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but wrestling is, is treated very badly. Like, in a, I, like for my like the show that I do is not we're treated very well, but like um, but I've done enough to you know where you go to the camps and they don't want you to be there. They're not interested in you being there. Yeah. And like it's just like it's an afterthought because it always does well. It's an afterthought yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. They don't have to go out and promote, 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 promote. It's just like wrestling's on at this time and it draws a crowd. Yeah. And I think it's just very easy for them. Um, and I think. To be honest, uh, what I will say in in their defence as well is I'm sure that for years um, the shows which were going on in these camps gave them every reason to consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is that okay, term yeah. self fulfilling prophecy? Oh, well, I was going to say that you know? sometimes it happens on the camps where like they they can't bother to do it, but like we've both done camp shows where it has been empty because no one's promoted it. So they're like, oh, it's like they want to make it. Yeah. Crap. You know, but obviously wrestling is very much an audience participation, especially on the camps. The more people that are there, um, you know, the better it is. So, for example, we did a camp Monday, and again, it was it wasn't very busy, but it was a big room. With a sorry, the camp wasn't very busy, but the wrestling was busy. But the room was too big, and everyone was like up the back of the room. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They're all sort of having dinner, having their beers and stuff. But because of that, that made it harder. Because I said to the chap, I said next time, like next week, if that happens again, what we'll suggest. You can't force people, obviously. You suggest come to the front of the room and trust me everyone's going to have a way better time so we still put the same show on but you want them to be like oh that was bloody good that wrestling yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely um, so uh, so yeah but wrestling's yeah not treated very well on the camps is it no but, but in general as well though because obviously we look at um, the, you know all the stories about wrestling ad rates um, which are going around because obviously you know Smackdown moving to Fox and getting paid loads of money and AEW on TNT, and they all want that key 18 to 49 demographic or whatever age it is. Okay. Um, but wrestling ad rates gets, you know, if you get, say for example, if you get 10 million viewers watching a wrestling show, yeah. and I'm not, don't quote me on this, but like, it's an example of, if you've got 10 million viewers watching a wrestling show, it'd be the equivalent of 4 million viewers watching an entertainment show in terms of ad rates, because okay. wrestling's just got that lowbrow mentality. You know, people think that people who watch wrestling don't spend money. When I especially given today's audience that spends so much on the product of wrestling. Because the wrestling audience in general, I think, is smaller than ever. However, as you can tell by WWE's revenue in terms of like, and again, I'm not, obviously their revenue's gone up because of TV and because of um, like Saudi Arabia and all of that stuff added together, licensing deals. But if you look at um, stuff like, you know, the spend per head on shop WWE and whatever have you when they release their quarterlies, like wrestling fans have never spent like the revenues on those websites on like the WWE shop they're higher than they've been before but with less people okay so what I'm saying is the, the, the people who now watch wrestling are more 
I guess more hardcore, more invested. So maybe they the same person is buying. So Roman Reigns, let's say, releases a new T-shirt probably every four weeks. Yeah. If not more regular than that. So maybe the same person is buying that every other month. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, I guess rather, so if you've got a hundred people, yeah, watching watching the show, or two hundred people, like a hundred people spending twenty pounds is the same as two hundred people spending ten. Yeah. So I guess that's where you're at. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Okay. Like you've got a small amount of people but spending more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so yeah. But I don't know. Wrestling's just not looked on kindly, is it? No. And we're trying to change that perception. Well, I am at least. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm trying to. Make it, I'm trying to make it worse. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. I was going to touch upon why it was. We kind of missed the spot now, but I'll. Feed it in anyway. What happened to me last year with the camps? Go on, man. Well, you don't sound too invested. Well, I just know that you want everyone to get out a tiny violin, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we could play some music underneath uh, this? Well, I was going to suggest maybe you played Anything for Love for the people that might not have heard it. Or um, might not be too familiar. You just keep talking. You tell us your story. I'll see. Like, okay. I can't guarantee I can come up with anything here. Okay. Um, so, uh, so I uh, provide a, a little wrestling show for a little holiday camp every week throughout the summer holidays. And you obviously, or I, invoiced the camp. Yeah, nothing, just to make it clear, it's nothing to do with me. And they, well, I said you, but in the wrong context, not you as in you. I meant you as in, that's what you would do as in everyone would. Yeah, keep going. Okay. So, uh, so I invoiced the camps and uh, sending them invoices every week, not getting paid, not getting paid, not getting paid. And I'd email the chap and I'd say, listen, John, you know, I'm still, you know, I paid the wrestlers. So I've taken it all out of my own money, paying the wrestlers every week. And I'm saying, listen, John, I still don't have money for, you know, but it's, it, before long it was six weeks worth of money, which is quite a lot, obviously. And what's this you're playing? Oh, anything for love? How could I forget? It goes, that's it. Okay. So, uh, so John. So Johnny Manami was saying, oh, Andy, I promise you'll get your money. I promise you'll get your money. And the reason why I continue to do it, provide these wrestling shows and I'm not getting paid, is because the same thing had happened exactly the same the year before. And he said to me, that words were, don't worry, you'll have your money before you start next year's show. So I'm now doing the following year's show because I get last year's money. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for this money to come in. And I finally sent another email. I said, John, we're due to start again. 2019 season about to start. His reply was, don't worry, Andy. I promise you, your money is safe. Okay? So I take his word for it. I do the, uh, I'm do i on holiday. I'm in New York, I think, when the first show happens. I'm there the following week, and one of the girls walks in, and she, she's in a suit. And I said, uh, I said, oh, you had a promotion? She's like, no. She's been to a funeral. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. That was kind of the end of it. And then I find out five minutes later. Whose funeral was it? John's. Oh no! Yeah, owing me thousands of pounds. No, I'm not talking ten grand, but multiples of one thousand pound. And as a father, sole provider for a family, <laughs> it's not funny. As you can tell, it's not funny. As you can tell, I'm over it now. I've never got my money. Um, I got a letter. Oh no, sorry. I called her. I called his widow. I gave his widow plenty of time. Dot. And I said, oh, listen, Dot, you know, she's like, don't worry, Andy, leave it with me. I promise you'll get it, promise you'll get it. And then I want to say, two days before my birthday, I get a letter through the door. 
we've gone into um, administration, yeah. sending your invoices, but we can't promise you you'll get it. I told you at that point the game's over, game's didn't over. I? Your accountant very optimistically told you, well, they've turned over like millions of pounds last year. <laughs> yeah. And then to which I explained to you. So this is an agent. It's like a middle between yeah. the camp and myself. Yeah. Yeah. To which I explained to you, well, yeah, they probably have turned over millions of pounds yeah, because they paid it all out. Yeah. So they're only taking like a little cut off the, yeah, off yeah, the yeah. top, aren't they? Yeah. Welcome to the layer cake, son. Yeah, yeah. But now I just deal directly with the camp, so I don't have to have that worry. I get paid within two days. But you're so still I'm short, still aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying, trying to, to claw it back. And obviously these extra camps, when they come in, so you can do two weeks instead of one, there's no way I was going to risk by calling him up. And tell you sure you still want us this week to give him the opportunity to say, don't worry about it. No, I'm in the wrong part. Wow. So, okay. So... <laughs> We're going to have a hell of a Christmas our, this year, not our, now. Our podcast has, uh, has turned into quite the technological uh, wonder, hasn't Isn't it? it? That's yeah. a, look at that. Who would have thought? Live music on the A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Yep. So um, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the story the, of your woe. One of the most stressful woes. times but of my life, losing all that. You're clawing it back, mate. You've got two extra weeks this... Uh, yeah, but they're not, you know... Yeah, I guess it comes. it counts to some of it. But there you go. You're clawing it back. Yeah. Got to work it's hard, haven't you? Andy Boy Simmons, it's a cost of doing business. And speaking of a cost of doing business, mm-hmm. I had the hardest lesson of that I've ever had this week. We're both down some money, aren't we? Well, well you probably tell me. I can't remember. I don't know what you're <laughs> suggesting. <laughs> well, so, you've seen as you've not asked me what I've been up to this week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit worried. We're going to have... Well, we're 33, 33 minutes, minutes in, in, so... Yeah, we're not going to have time to do what we want to do. We'll definitely do it next week. Um... So, uh, the cost of doing business. But we'll tell you what it is at the end. Okay. The cost of doing business. <laughs> okay, the cost of doing business, tell me. <laughs> so, um, that's my favourite term these days, because I can justify anything by just saying, it's the cost of doing business. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's, yeah, you know, the, the accept it and move on, you know, just, yeah. you've got to laugh or you'll cry. Yeah, I mean, you, you could it's accept it and move on, but if there's still time to rectify that. It's the cost of doing business. <laughs> Yeah. Let's not lose sleep about it. So anyway, I'm a, a wonderful husband, a family man, a good, all-around good human being, right? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, I try to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. And uh, for my wife's birthday this year, yep. I'm very aware that I've spent uh, a lot of time away from the office, or away from the house, in the office, I'm working very hard. Um, Royal Quest, for example, the lead up to that, I was a, a stranger to my own family. Yep. We could probably have some Actually. music in yeah, the background here. here like? um, I know. Hang on. Uh, uh, okay, just keep keep going. Okay. Well, okay. You, you were telling well, I was the telling the story. I was telling the story. Um, oh, no. Oh, we're trying to do it on YouTube. That's the issue. We've oh, got, I've, got feel, Home. I've got a feel five set. Alexa, me. Oh, I've killed it there. It's supposed <laughs> to start. Okay. So, I've always been a, f- a family man. Um, you know, the last few months have been particularly tough. Yes. Because with Royal Quest, all the hours out the office, unsocial hours as well, dealing with Japan, everything's early morning. Um, it's just really hard on the family, you know? Yeah. So... To be a good, good man, 
a good family man for my wife's birthday this year. I bought her a holiday to Antigua. Oh, wow. Um, it was very expensive. Yep. Um, ten days, all inclusive, myself, my wife, and my, my little boy, Calvin, uh-huh. my pride and joy. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're all set to go. And, Andy, I, I booked this holiday in June, right? And all I could remember was it was the last week of November. Okay. I yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And I knew I got back on the 1st of December. Yeah, you sure this isn't too loud? People can hear us all right. And uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. We can... I mean, it's a cracking tune. Like. We can hear it all. Like, if you can hear me, I can hear you, then you're fine. Okay, I just don't want it to be too powerful for the listeners. Okay, don't worry. Okay. I've turned it down a bit for you, all right? All right? Look at Lex Luger for your there, sensitive, there. your sensitive ears. I remember my grandpa used to be like... I just wonder if... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I just wonder if my grandpa was gay, because he used to always be like, oh, look at that Lex Luger. Look at that. He used to be like, really impressed. Be. But I don't know, maybe he was. Like, but I remember being a young kid being like, oh, have you ever usual. Have you ever watched um, the WBF Vince McMahon you told over me about Gary Strider? I, I would have seen it at the time, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at the abs. But that's what I'm like. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just might be what... what uh, what you're supposed to do as a, as a bodybuilding commentator, but like... Gary Stridham! Wow! Yeah. But Lex Luke, he was in the WBF, so... He was, that's where the idea came from. Yeah. Um, so anyway... But seriously, he looks great, doesn't he, Lex Luger? Um. So, book this holiday. Go on. And we're going into November. And anyway, the documents got emailed through on... Uh, on Monday last week. No, it wasn't Monday at all. It was, <laughs> it was uh, on, Fri- on Friday it's now last week. The 23rd of October. Mm. Okay. So yeah. I just wanted, I, I want, when the penny dropped, it's like. Ah, so on Friday, probably. the documents got emailed through to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And Haley kept saying to me, Oh, can you send over the? Can you tell me the dates of a holiday? She's been saying for about three weeks. Can you tell me the dates of a holiday? Because we need to arrange uh, for Simba's our dog's dog care. Yep. Um, we've got someone who looks after him. A lovely house he goes and stays in. He has a lovely time. He's on holiday as well, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and it's not going to be a problem because Haley sent through the dates at the time and she just wanted to reconfirm. So I'm like. Don't worry, like it's like you've got the dates. I sent, I gave you it, like I printed it out, and I put. She asked for a bread maker for her birthday, or she didn't ask for a bread maker. Just got her a bloody holiday to she Antigua. Was a, no, she was, she was, she was. Do you know what my wife asked for for Christmas? What? A haircut. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that makes me sound really bad. Yeah, you are. A, you are a pos. She, she has a. She she has full uh, full access to my bank account, so. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'll get you a haircut, all I, but... All I want is a haircut. But you're, you're you wife's asking you, you should a turn up, bread maker. You should turn up with a pair of scissors. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go on, carry on, carry on. So Hayley asked you for a bread Okay, maker. so uh, <laughs> so Hayley asked me for a bread... Uh, no, she didn't ask for one. I'm just a good, receptive husband. I listen to stuff, right? Okay. So she was, like, talking about wanting a bread maker so she could make all these different types of bread, mm-hmm. right? And um, so I got her a bread maker. Um, but I think, obviously, a bread maker isn't that much of an extravagant present. And she had a, but, and Haley's like, when I buy her, her gifts, very often they're very thoughtful gifts, but they just stay in the box. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Right? And um, I think a lot of people are guilty of that. 
yeah, a lot of people are guilty of that. But I'm looking at a, uh, a picture frame here, an electronic picture frame, which I've bought into work because I'm going to put some pictures on it because it's just not being used. That was bought for Christmas. Yeah. We're nearly at next Christmas. Still in the box. Yeah. Still in the box, right? Um, but obviously, they're good presents if you actually use them, right? And I was fully aware that this bread maker would probably stay in the box, right? You brought and that into work anywhere. <laughs> you can, <laughs> no, we you can make, make a loaf. <laughs> yeah. um, so... And it's only been used once since, okay. <laughs> just for the record. Um, so I put inside the, the holiday itinerary inside the bread maker. Oh. Right? And, like, it's funny. Hayley's reaction, I wish I'd filmed it. Like, the reaction, I got the cell I wanted from it. But, like, the reaction was amazing. Because when she was opening the box, um, the sellotape had obviously been, I'd had to I'd had to kill the integrity of the packaging. Because yeah. I had to cut through the sellotape. And she was like, the look on her face, she's like, has this been opened? Like, as if, you know, my have I been bought a second-hand <laughs> bread maker? Furious. Um, yeah. You know, and she knows what I'm like as well. Because I often, like, when I go to the shops, like, I just want, like, I, I'm this new generation. I want it now. Mm-hmm. I want it now. I want it yesterday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, um. When I got, uh, so, so like, she she knows that I would be someone who would go to a shop and if they're like, oh, we've got none in the storeroom, but you can have this, this display model if you like. Yeah. I'll just be like, yeah, sure, yeah, just sure. to get it sorted, right? Yeah. But it's been sat on the shelf for six months and Hayley's not having it, right? Um, is what she's probably thinking, right? But little does she know that inside there's a holiday itinerary. And I just kept going like, make sure you look inside. <laughs> Mate. Killing the surprise. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, make sure you read the instructions. I mean, I probably would have like, put it in with the card. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but the card is so obvious. Yeah, but you'll be... So, Lindsay, bless her sweetheart, on her credit card, which I pay, bought me a printer for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Still in the box. So, like... Yeah, but that's it. But I knew I could get her to take yeah, it out of the box. Yeah, but it's, it's why you put things in the card. I was like, well, just check it out. Like, just check it. But, like, I just want it to be a good surprise. Yeah, okay, sorry. So I just thought we'd nice put, put it in the card. Like, it's that kind of like... And then I don't want it to be like every year now. She opens a card and, like, opens it, shakes <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so it wasn't until... And on the Friday morning, they'd sent me through the documents for the holiday. I still hadn't looked at it. Then Friday evening at about five to seven... We were sat around the dinner table, and Haley was like, can you send me that stuff? I was like, look, I, said, I can send you this now. Um, you've just got to enter in the booking reference number and the surname. She's like, oh, I don't have time to do that. And I'm like, thinking, oh. And she's like, can you just send me a screenshot? So I was like, okay, I'll send you a screenshot. Yep. I go on the, the thing, I pull it up, and it's like something like leaving on the 18th of November. Yep. <laughs> returning on the first of December <laughs> and still nothing clicks then all of a sudden I'm like ah <laughs> the British Jacob is the 24th of November <laughs> yep. during which time I'll be in Antigua <laughs> and I was like oh my god you're like what do I do in emergency <laughs> yeah. I know text Andy who <laughs> know <laughs> well I think I didn't I text you something saying like oh mate I'm <laughs> fucked <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, and as well like I believe I have a a good team per se in terms of could I run the show without not your call for sure I couldn't definitely not because like for example we've not spoken about the last your call show but there was all kinds of like if I hadn't been at the last your call show Mm -hmm. like oh my god like there'd only be eight rows of chairs out there'd be like do you know what I mean all kinds of uh, all kinds of catastrophes that I somehow managed to avoid like I like just 
as an example, like someone went out to get, um, I can't remember what it was, it was to get something for the ring or to get, you know, just something we needed. Yeah. And when that person went out, everyone else just downed tools and just sat down and did nothing. And that person went left instead of right when they left York Hall. Could have easily got what they needed by turning one way and went the yeah, other. Okay. Um, so that person was gone for like, you know, an hour and a half or whatever. And I was doing stuff for Royal Quest. Literally put my head down. I was like doing stuff like on the computer, on the phone. Yeah. And I look up literally an hour later because I was like, so do you like, yeah, you just, you know, almost, and yeah. I, I look up an hour later and everything's in the exact same state <laughs> it was before. And I was just like, oh my God, you know. So, um, uh, so yeah, I don't think that it could run without me at the moment. I'd li- Ultimately, I'd like it to one day. Um, so, uh, it left me with a dilemma, didn't it? And that's where the cost of doing business <laughs> came into yeah, it. Okay. But my marriage is not a cost of doing business. No. But fortunately, my wife was very understanding. Yeah, I heard she was, yeah. <laughs> I heard she was very understanding. <laughs> she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said she was. Well, you, the tone in your voice makes it sound like she wasn't. Okay. Well, you had to book two holidays. Yeah, she, so, <laughs> so, yeah so, the, so the upshot of it is I couldn't call them. I couldn't call the holiday people because it was like literally bang on seven o'clock, which is when their call yeah, lines always close. Always. Right, so I had to wait until 9am. Normally they open at six or seven the next day, but like yeah. because it was a Saturday, they opened at 9am. So I, was, I called them up at 9am the next day. I was on the phone for an hour and a half to them. And long story short, it cost me £1,600 because like there was like a, uh, there was like a, um, uh, a 70% cancellation charge on the hotel. Uh-huh. Um, so it cost me like, £1,600. Um, including, but I, I, that was including, I think, £500 to change the dates of the flights. So we're going next year now instead. Okay. And I've just got to remember not to book any wrestling shows on yeah, that day. Yeah. And instead, we're going on well, holiday. You've a cockpit. You've done a cockpit before. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's when you still had Chris Roberts around who ran it for you, I think. Uh, Chris, uh, well, I did, I've done two, yeah. So the first one Chris Roberts did, the second one Craig did. Oh, okay. So like... Um, Craig's still around. Yeah, Craig and Chris, Dream Team. Mm. WWE split them up though, didn't they? Yeah. So... Um, so maybe Don't Chris, could, to do it. Maybe bring, Chris uh, could still uh, run it. It's not particularly. <laughs> he wouldn't be working in front of a camera, wouldn't he? Would he? Well, maybe he can't. Wouldn't maybe be on. Can, yeah. Wouldn't be on VOD, <laughs> would he? No. So um, let's just uh, we check that small print, okay. shall we? Um, but yeah, so. Uh, I'm going on holiday a week earlier now, um, and for those of you that don't know, like so obviously the York Hall dates, uh, the way they, well, the way it works really um, is York Hall, I, and it's funny because I'm trying so hard to schedule my York Hall dates for next year. I was doing that as you came in the office today, yeah. right? And the way York Hall works is, um, so there's there's obviously we all know there's numerous boxing promoters that run shows in York Hall, and what seems to happen is they book a ton of dates, right, and then. Um, they just cancel the dates that they don't yep. want, right? So if you were to ask them for actual free dates, <laughs> so oh bless you, thank you, Gazumtite, we'll leave that in. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if you were, if you were to ask them what free dates they have, they have very few free dates, and then as the year goes on, dates kind of free up a little bit. Um, and essentially with the British J Cup, I don't even know how it wound up in that time, but like I asked them for all the weekend dates they had between their the between like whenever it was and the end of the year. Um, and there were two key dates um, where I could have run the show. And one of them was in October, but I wanted to run the British Jacob. One of them was in October when the Junior Tag League was going on. Um, I wanted Robbie Eagles in the tournament specifically. 
um, Rocky Romero. I wanted Rocky Romero in the tournament specifically. Um, so that's when the junior tag league was going on, and I was just like, well, there's going to be no juniors from New Japan available during those dates. So that kind of rules out yeah. doing the British J-Cup then. Um, and then the other date was obviously the November 24th date, um, which worked out fine because it was during the heavyweight tag league. Um, so the juniors would be available. So I, uh, yeah, so I booked in that date. Didn't think any more of it. And for whatever reason in my head, I don't know why, I was thinking I did the J-Cup on the Sunday, went on holiday on the Tuesday. Yeah. But obviously, obviously not. not. Yeah. Obviously, I should have gone on holiday the Tuesday before that. Um, so, yeah, big mistake. Very expensive clerical error. Um, but the business. cost of doing business. So now we're, yeah, we're going away. Uh, we're going away a bit. And we'll have to do a, um, get one in the bag or use we'll the one we've we'll, 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 we'll do it on Skype. We'll be like, all right, Ad, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, oh, just, By the beach. just at the beach. We've just been to the zoo. Getting told off by Hayley. Oh, I don't get to told. Do, uh, well, I probably would get told off. <laughs> yeah. doing a, but maybe we can see what we can do. Tell everyone yeah. that time you weren't even allowed to take your laptop on holiday. What's, I don't think you're making it up. <laughs> oh, no, that's true. I don't remember that. Oh, I do. It's probably about Calvin. I don't remember that at all. Okay. All right. It's another life, living brother. In living in denial. Um, um, yeah, right. so that happens. Your cost of doing business. Sure. But not a problem. No. No, that's good. Uh, so, should we do um, nearly an hour in? 30-week wrestling challenge. Let's do it. <laughs> that's, what <laughs> that's what we're here for. This is our new main event. No, it's not really. Okay, no. so, um, as you know, the new... Oh, did you see that? No. I held the paper the wrong You way. need to chill out. Because <laughs> okay. on edge, doesn't trust anyone. Right, so, as you know, the new routine for the 30-week wrestling challenge, we sing the theme tune to the tune of a wrestling song. song. Yeah. Um, but probably one from our childhood. Yeah, probably, because that's what we used to sing as our action figures used to that's enter say, our yeah. arenas. That's where I learned um, So, it's a very fun game. If you're at home, please do play along. Um, and if you don't like it, then you're just... You're like the... You're just... Uh, I don't know. You're just not fun, are you? If you don't like it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, while you're talking, I'm trying to get it in my head how it would go. Okay. Demolition. No, <laughs> I guess that. Just I think this one's going to be too hard, <laughs> so I might end up doing two. Okay, it's pretty hard actually. Okay, okay. Ah, ah, Andes, and Andes, thirty week wrestling challenge. Ah, ah, Andes. Mr. Perfect. No. Oh, you've done, you've that, done before. that one, yeah. But it just and every, I thought yours was Mr. How Perfect, come everything you do sounds like Mr. Perfect? <laughs> yours sounded like Mr. No, Perfect. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. I said that as well. I thought okay. Andy's and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. Ludwig Borger. Spot on. There you go. <laughs> and I didn't really know it was Ludwig Borger, yeah. but I just guessed it because it was, I guess, like... Uh, did, did, yeah, which might or may not be the Finnish national anthem. I'm put it up on YouTube. There's a reason why we've got the the sound system plugged in this week, isn't there? We don't it normally have it plugged is. in. Um, okay, right. So, first of all, would you like to give us another rendition <laughs> of what you've just done? <laughs> I can remember the the the, the start, but doesn't sound. <laughs> 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 it does kind of. <laughs> 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 
I didn't get this far, but I wish you had done. That's it. That was good. Get to the start one more time. Okay. Do you want to do it again first without the music? I lose it a bit here, maybe. You lost it right from the start. You got it right, so it could have been that Yeah, bad. because I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now pull up. I'm curious. Is this the Finnish national anthem? Um. Dead air. It doesn't sound good, pal. This might be the worst episode of the A-squared Circle Wrestling Podcast Oh, you've ever. said that before. But this, we started strong last week, I felt. Harland. Here it comes. Official vocal instrumental anthem of Finland. <laughs> Is it going to play? The video. <laughs> it is. He's a, he yeah, is an actual It's quite a nice song, isn't it? Yeah. Now, should we go back to episode one of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast where you told us about the teacher thought you were like the best singer ever? And what happened to Mr. Oliver? Probably or definitely? I don't know. I don't know. Um. Okay, so anyway, what is the 30 Week Wrestling Challenge? Oh, after all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, hang on, we might have some breaking news here. Really? Yeah. It'd be good if we do have some breaking news. I'm not sure, though. What, something on the air? Like something's happened in the wrestling world? Joel's message. Oh. Shout out to Joel. What did you think was the... Uh no, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was going to be some good breaking news, but it's What, not. wrestling breaking yeah. news? Yeah. Is it bad wrestling breaking no, news? No, I just thought someone else had uh, been snapped up by WWF. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Um, oh, we need to talk about the Southside takeover as well. That's a that's probably an episode in itself, isn't it? Uh, not really. Well, come on. I think some people would like to make it an episode of itself, but really it's a five-minute conversation. No, probably, but, yeah. Um, it rattled some people, though, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Got some phone calls. Um, right. Last week, we did Dream Match. Right, this week, favourite high flyer. Who that jumped from out the sky? R-E-Y, Mysterio. Oh, okay. Is that yours, is it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favourite high flyer. Jumping James Mason. I don't know if he ever was jumping James Mason. Uh, favorite high flyer. Kind of feel you didn't give enough reason why. I mean, apart from the is like the. Okay, so here's a, so do you want? To, okay, so I've got several reasons why. Mm -hmm. Right. So number one, his size. He's so tiny. Like which I never appreciated ever. Yeah. Right. Until I met him. Uh -huh. Right. I look like Andre next to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe Ernie Lad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish I was quicker on the old... Uh, <laughs> we need a producer bringing in music because, yeah, uh, yeah I was going to pull up... You know the music they use for Black History Week? Oh, okay. That would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, 
so okay so Rey Mysterio yeah okay so you forget you don't realise how actual how small he actually is yeah right now um, I think that's obviously to his credit because he makes you forget about how small he is yeah. especially when you think the era where he became a huge star was the land of the giants he well, had absolutely of, do you mean WCW or, w, or both really or both, like that yeah. far apart really yeah. Were they? yeah and like and he had absolutely no right to even be let in the door, let alone, mm-hmm. you know, become the huge superstar he was. And even in WCW, where he was essentially a part of the luchador division, he still really transcended that division and became a huge star in his own right, right? Then he lost a mask, okay? And I thought he lost, you know, a little bit of intrigue about the mask. But I was of the belief that once you'd taken that mask off, there's no chance you could put it back on and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. He went to WWF. That's exactly what they and did. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And he reinvented himself again and became to the level where he was world champion, an absolute difference maker in terms of the TV ratings, drawing to a particular market, the Hispanic market. He's someone that they've tried to recreate ever since, which is kind of ironic that they've tried to find the new Rey Mysterio ever since Rey Mysterio left, but now they still have Rey Mysterio and they're not they're not seeing what's under their noses and being like, hey, we still he's still great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember people being blown away by even when he came over and worked for me, his his match against Marty Skull. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, like he do you know what I mean? He put in a shift, he moved so well, he was great in the ring. And it's just like, well this is Rey Mysterio without that heavy schedule, do you know what I mean? Sure. Like this is Ray when he's when his injuries are allowed time to heal, etc. And he's on a lighter schedule with WWE now. He can still go, hundred percent can still go, um, and he can be the star they need and want him to be. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just that almost that mentality in the back of their minds of like, oh, he's old now, but like that's the beauty of the mask, isn't it? Like, yeah. And, and he, you, do, you, but even without the, visible, even without the mask, obvious. he doesn't look old. Yeah, he's but like, Jack, but like, point I'm making is like Jushin Liger, for example who's also up there in the top high flyers on my list. Um, he, You know, the second he s- puts a mask on, steps out in front of a crowd, he could be 25. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, So, yeah, Rey Mysterio. Okay. He's changed opinions of people um, about what can and can't, can't draw in an industry. He's consistently proved his doubters wrong. He's a hell of a professional wrestler. And also, the influence he's had on bringing other people into the wrestling industry who probably wouldn't have done. I'm talking about guys like Will Ospreay and Ricochet, guys like that. They probably wouldn't have got into it if it wasn't for people like Rey Mysterio. And even if you look at, um, you know, some of their inspirations, they might have inspirations who are, um, you know, like, uh, who came after Rey Mysterio, but those people probably were influenced by Rey right. to get into it. So, like, the footprint he's had on our business, I don't think can be underestimated. Um, so there's my argument why okay. Rey Mysterio is my favourite high flyer of all time. All right. And after that, you've probably just got to agree with me, haven't you? Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, I was, I was probably, you mentioned his name, because I was going to say Ricochet. Mm. And then you said Will Ospreay. Mm. Probably Will, mm. for the most part. Mm. <laughs> an, just, mm. an immediate quick response Will Ospreay because he doesn't he's not just a high flyer what he yep. does is incredibly precise but doesn't look phony doing it so a lot Absolutely. of these high flyers no wasted motion is there they, it, it looks uh, in this new era of very physical combat he is probably one of the best if Absolutely. not the best and I saw a picture of Will the other day he looked like an action figure like yeah, he's exactly yeah, yeah yeah he's yeah. always kind of had a body but he's obviously taken yeah, some um, He's you know training probably. He's he's yeah he's 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 proof that hard work pays off, and I just 
you know, I always say, like, with Will, like, I hate it when he sells himself short. He's very humble, but, like, he sells himself short on so many levels, you know, just just a backyarder, yeah. you know, who got lucky. No, mm-hmm. you're someone who, you know, works hard to get where you are, mm-hmm. um, and you didn't get lucky, you know. They yeah, say, look at all the other backyarders used to hang around me if you haven't worked as hard yeah, as Yeah, and they say, well, they say luck's what happens when preparation meets opportunity. That's right. Right? Yeah. And, like, when Will... So, for example, like, uh, yeah, I put him in a situation where... He was wrestling Okada on that Global War show. Yeah. But Will's a put like Will would never have been facing Okada if he hadn't proven to me up to that point yeah. that he was more than capable of doing it. He wouldn't have got there if he wasn't prepared for that opportunity, and he wouldn't have got to the next level if he didn't take that match super seriously and go to uh, you know achieve above and beyond. You know. So. Um, Sounds like you've changed your mind. Um. Yeah. I ha- well, no. Like I like again. Like I th- again. I say Rey Mysterio because of you know Rey Mysterio. He he created the blueprint for these guys to be successful, and I feel that like if it wasn't for Ray, there wouldn't be a Will. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's why I'm going with Ray. Um, but I believe Will's perhaps the greatest wrestler at the moment in terms of ability. Okay. Um, in terms of telling a story, in terms of like you say, he doesn't make nothing he does looks phony. Uh-huh. Like he's a bit certainly the best all rounder. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's fantastic. So cool. yeah. Alright, well, there you go. Um, cool. Oh, should we uh, watch this video? <laughs> okay. You don't want to do it, but like we've lost it. Like so, it's too late. We've gone. We've gone all this time without. We've hit. An, we've hit the hour mark now. Have we? Yeah. Right. So we've not. Co- it's too late. We don't have time to cover a topic. We've just let the conversation flow freely. Yeah. So one thing that I wanted to do. But we have covered a lot of topics. Like I think there's a. Enough meat on the bone on this episode. I hope so. I genuinely yeah, I hope so. Is, and I'd be yeah. encouraged to hear your feedback on this. But we saved the best till last. Yeah. Okay, so Andy Boy Simmons is a hardcore WWF wrestling fan. He's seen it all. WWF. Yeah, he's seen it all. His feet are on fire. <laughs> As an example. Yeah. He's seen it all. Yeah. Okay. Um, but one thing he hasn't seen is a lot of mo- modern day WWE, even though he professes to be... <laughs> Well, until recently, I think you were like until recently you kept this uh, facade up that you were a hardened WWE I know what's fan. Ha- I know, like Sami Zayn and Nakamura are like a tag team now. Well, Sami Zayn's more of his manager than a is he a manager hype okay. slash hype man? Okay. Um, yeah. So when I was going through my uh, listings on eBay, my Rockies dot com, I do little sets of figures, and I thought well, oh, Christmas Nakamura. is coming up, so if you're interested, that's it. Nakamura and Sami Zayn, they're an act on telly. They'll go together. So I know that much. Cool. But I do not watch. Do you know what an interesting idea for a business could be? Maybe you could put them in separate packs. So if you wanted to pair them together, you'd just have to buy two packs. <laughs> yeah, I tried that, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I tried that. Got greedy. <laughs> yeah. I did that with the Hardy Boys. And this is a long time ago. I learned my lesson. And the Bellas. Okay. I put one <laughs> Nicky Bennett on one set and Bree Bennett on the other set. They just didn't sell the moment I put them together at a reasonable price. <laughs> Funnily enough, they sold. So there you go. Um, it's like WWE. They never learn, do they? Always try and what split up. Always try and split up Harper and Rowan, don't they? They're yeah. better together. They're better together. They've split them up again, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. From what he understands, because he's not in with the Well, I read Rajah.com had the uh, SmackDown list of wrestlers and Raw list of wrestlers. Um, so if you don't know... Um, Bray Wyatt's new character is The Fiend. Yeah, I'm very familiar with The Fiend. Okay. It, by which I mean, I've seen clips of the Firefly Funhouse. I saw his entrance at uh, 
saw his entrance at some... Oh, no, I might watch the matches with Finn Balor, right? Yes. Oh, there you go. Look. Oh, he sold something on eBay. Just sold something on eBay there and then. God bless you. Um, so, uh, so I saw that because everyone was going mad about it, how good it was. And obviously it was good. It was a great start to a new character. And it was something that could carry, could easily... And this is almost like a cliched comment because people were saying it for ages. Could replace that Undertaker, that mystical, attract that Undertaker audience. Yeah. You know, of, of, of uh, I don't know, gothic people? I don't know, whatever. But um, like, it's like that, it's uh, like that little bit. Of I guess a, a sci-fi audience, maybe? Maybe, maybe. It's more of a horror thing, isn't it? Oh, I don't genre. know. Where. I'm sorry if I've offended a whole <laughs> genre of... Uh, <laughs> So, but apart from that, I have not seen, apart from pictures and video, uh, minor small videos, I have not seen The Fiend. But I do know Seth Rollins is feuding with The Fiend. Yeah. And and there was a lot of controversy over the ending of Hell in a Cell. Yes. Right? And uh, and you've not watched the match. No. Um, and I, again, like, uh, I personally, I've obviously, I've watched it. I'm a... Big WWF. Yeah, you sat down with your popcorn, your big mark. <laughs> <laughs> I you probably bought the, the pay-per-view on Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah, no, Virgin, actually, yeah. <laughs> they still try, don't they? Get fair play to them. I, I imagine they do get some people. They like, must do. They must because, do. well, like, so in the corner, so like on Virgin, you have, um, you know, like uh, uh, across the top, you have like some featured things that you can just click on. Yeah. And like, it's always a WWF pay-per-view is always there. Like, mm -hmm. all the Royal Rumble that or whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, so uh, it's crazy that people would still go on there and do that. So, yeah, I did pay the full 25 quid. For <laughs> no, you didn't, did you? No. Oh, right. Don't, don't be silly. I've got the WWE Network. Right. <coughs> so, just to reaffirm. Yes. I like WWF, WWE. Yeah. They get paid money every month from my yeah. bank account. And mine. Yeah. Even though they try to take money from mine. <laughs> Yeah, they don't like you very much. <laughs> no, no. It's like one of those, it's like that pretty girl at school, isn't it? When you're like, all right, do you want yeah. to be friends still? No. no. <laughs> okay, well, I still not fancy you. Not unless right? you want to give me all your sweets. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so let's, let's tell everyone what, what we're doing. So we're going to watch the end of Hell in a Cell, because okay. you've not seen the finish of his match. No. Right, so often, I think you'll accuse me of being over... Not uh, No, so not so much these days. I think these days you're a lot more open-minded, aren't you? Okay. I'd say. Would that what, be a fair what, what assessment? Styles of wrestling? So, well, no. I think like before, if I were to ever say anything negative about WWE, yeah. even if you hadn't seen it, yeah. you'd get on the defensive and be like, "Well, oh, sorry, he's not Will Ospreay or yeah. whatever." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And now I think you're more open-minded to actually be like, "Well, I will reserve judgment until I actually watch it." Yeah. Right. Okay. I think back in the like, WWE could do no wrong in your eyes. Right. My argument has always been. When it comes to WWE, or no, not so much now, but what it always was, it was WWE. So, like, if you're going to knock it, you know, who are we? Or maybe not us, but, like, you know, when it's, so when I see, like, other British wrestlers, like, laughing at what WWE's done, you know, oh, my God, that was so bad. Like, you just wrestled in front of 45 people at a community centre. Like, you're, you're just not in a position to comment. Right, so I believe, right, again, my, it's just all opinion to and me. I, but I'm not of the belief, you know, when like a lot of wrestlers go, well, put, you, put some boots on, you see how hard it is to like wrestling yeah. fans. I'm not that at all, because like football, to a degree, fans, uh, you know, they know what good football is. 
They do, and they pay, and they pay the wages. Right. So exactly. Do you know what I mean? They know what appeals to them more than yeah. You know, if someone like so, if I tell you, I didn't enjoy this because of this, this, and this, and I would have preferred this. Yeah. Who are you to be like? No, you wouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Uh Like so. Yeah, I agree. And like I and I'm always of the belief that constructive criticism is good. Sure. But just being a dick is not because there's I have people who just set set out to well I you know there's a handful of people who hate me. And <laughs> but like it doesn't matter what I do, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like send them a check for a million pounds, yeah. and like there'd be an ulterior motive. Do you well, know what I mean? Bounce would it for a start? Oh so. yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that would happen. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so we're gonna watch. So we're gonna watch the end, and I just yeah. want to hear your reaction to it. Okay. Okay. What if I enjoy it? What well, you might enjoy it, and I okay. d- I wouldn't surprise me if you did. So okay. we, so we're si- okay. seven. We so at? we're going to watch about four minutes of, okay. a, of a thing. Am right? I, am I, so like you can a comment. Live commentary is yeah. So this thing. is like a okay. This is like watch along. Okay. Which is a new thing on Netflix. Is it okay? Okay. So here we go. Right. Okay. Oh no. Buffering. The internet is terrible. Like you have to pay. Like so, it's a business internet connection. So you yeah. essentially pay more money than a home broadband connection what per unit do you think per, yeah per office right yeah. so i've got i've got internet uh-huh. they've got internet but these uh, this office on the corner they're an, they're an it firm mm-hmm. and they're apparently uh they've installed their own fiber optic you don't get fiber optic here but they've installed their own cables have they and they they're dishing it out around the offices but uh-huh. like uh sandra the office manager the office owner or whatever she's like uh oh let me speak to him for you because he's he can be a bit he can be a bit tricky do you know what i mean so like uh um, we've just had to refresh the whole thing. Get um, it on 4G. My 4G's working great. Okay, I've got it. It's fine. Okay. We're going to go... Okay, so... So we'll set a scene. All the lights are red for some reason. <laughs> they haven't <laughs> so done that since Survivor all, Series 1997. Also, but Remember that? Uh, yeah, okay. and they've done the purple lights for 205 Live, and they've done the uh, blue <laughs> lights... Yeah, I swear they did. Did they not? Or maybe on the crowd. I don't know. They did purple ropes for sure. Purple ropes, yeah. They did the blue lights for Sinkara. Yes, they did. Yeah, when he first came on. And that went down well, didn't it? Yeah. Like the blue and yellow lights. Right. So, um, all the lights are red. Okay. So, just to let you know, so when we got to this point, Seth Rollins has been beating the snot out of this mythical being the fiend. Okay. Right. Who he's scared of. Yeah. He's run away. He's been. Yeah, I saw some, I saw some videos, yeah. All in the build-up. And, uh, and the light's been red the whole time. The lights have been red the whole time. Okay. Okay, so we'll press play. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, this one's a technology issue now. This is, The internet's working fine. There we go. Okay, okay. So um, there was a big spot earlier on where, where Bray Wyatt, he connected with a... Sister Abigail, after kicking out of something big of Seth Rollins, okay. If their match had ended there, everyone would have gone berserk and like happy berserk. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, because everyone wanted Bray White to win, sure. They did, just yeah. Just like a fresh. Yeah. Oh Christ! What was that? Oh, it's a toolbox. Okay. What a prick. Yeah. Babyface Seth. Yeah, he's lucky. Uh, lucky it's no DQ. Did he not pin him? Oh, he he's not done. He's getting booed. <laughs> I'm sure he's <laughs> sure he sure he pleased with that. I believe that Samuel Joe may have been changed. 
okay. with the crowd. He could certainly just put I one finger on sure. and pin him, though, couldn't he? I just want to say, Jerry Lawler is still do. one of the best commentators. Yeah, ever. Absolutely. Good at what he does, isn't he? What else can he do? Like the referee's trying to get some sort of response from oh. the fiend, but I don't think there's been any. Triple H left his sledgehammer. The ultimate weapon. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they called it? No, but oh, it is. Okay. You know, like it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. You can have a gun, but a sledgehammer's more yeah, yeah, yeah. vicious. Because Triple H had it once. <laughs> but then when they suggested a Veeb having a knife. No, a gun. Oh, it was a I'm yeah. sure there was a, someone suggested a knife once. Said, wait, wait, wait. He's telling him off like a school teacher. Yeah. Referee, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry not talking. I'm engrossed in this drama. You do not want to go where you're about to go. You do not want to some great facials from Seth. Yeah. No, 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 don't do it! Right, okay, I'd heard this happen. They rang the bell, okay. Who rang the bell? Well, the referee just called for it. Did he? That all happened a bit quick. Okay, so this is a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell in a Cell where mankind got thrown off the top and sacrificed his life. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure Bray Wyatt was probably a little bit trepidatious about getting hit in the, you know, hit that sedgehammer while he's got that stuff piled on top of him, but... He should, again, he should have just pinned him, shouldn't he? Yeah. I've got a theory on this already. Okay. So, I saw the discussion on social media about how it was stupid. I saw X-Pac go mad on a WWE show. Being Watch like, along, just like this. Yeah, yeah, I saw X-Pac go mad. Like His reaction was better than your reaction. Yeah, but... I think it would have been better if they'd done a, a better way to do it. If they're going to do this finish, if, if, if whoever is in charge of putting this together is adamant they're going to roll someone out in a stretcher and call for the DQ, it would have been better the other way around. Because then you establish, like, you know, you establish the fiend as the absolute side. Oh. The fiend, Bray Wyatt. Unbelievable. The fiend handing the mandible claw. Paralyzing the universal champion. Probably didn't need to stop the match after all, did they? <laughs> no, I guess not. Is that his finish? Is that yes. His the mandible claw, like Magpie. Yes. Cool. Monster for him to be standing. He's not human. Look at this. And now, the hell in a cell lifted, and the fiend Bray Wyatt. That's what you're thinking. I'm thinking it was an overreaction from Seth Rollins. You know, like every. every Everything needs everything in wrestling should be done for a reason. It looked like that's how I'd behave if, God forbid, someone did something terrible to my family. Do you know what I mean? Not just if someone beat me up once. Well, they say restart the match. Yeah. Okay. Which would be a pretty fine idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. Intention not through yet, running through his mind. 
So the match is over now. Yeah, yeah. Because Bray was dead. Yeah. But now he's alive. About four seconds. I'll give WWE this though, that Fiend character is pretty cool. On the concrete floor, the unexposed concrete floor. And the contact jam, Sister Abigail. Straight on the floor, Sister Abigail on the floor. Heard his skull crack off the floor, Andy. If he threw him in the ring right now, he'd definitely get the win. Look out, look out. Practicing for when I... When you go there. <laughs> Again. Enough. Enough is enough. <laughs> 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 How long does this go on for? Doesn't he disappear now? End of a show. <laughs> is that it? That's how it goes off the air, is yeah. it? <laughs> so, what I do you think? Know. I didn't. So, this is your first time seeing it, yeah, so yeah, I just, yeah, I'm yeah, just interested yeah, in your reaction. Yeah. I mean, oh, I saw sorry. it got absolutely caned on social media, but. Yeah, I saw it got absolutely caned, but. It's WWE. It's just the way they do things. And if and I always go back to this. If I was ten years this old. This laugh is Vince McMahon laughing at everyone. <laughs> if I was ten years old, I might have been quite engrossed in that. Um, yeah. It's a shame. Like, I think uh, I think a lot of people hate on things for the sake of hating on things. Like, but like, if Bray Wyatt had won the belt, everyone would have loved it. I don't know. I think we'd have had this too early, you know. I like don't think we'd have done. Nah. We'll never know. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, again. But I went to, I went into that with only reading what I'd read on social media. Well, nothing's ever as bad as it seems on social media, no, it is isn't. it? No, it isn't. Do you know what I mean? No, it isn't. But like, uh, and WWE have the luxury of just coming back the next day and moving forward. Starting again. Starting again. They weren't yeah. even on the following day show, right? No. Because yeah. obviously it didn't work and I guess they were just like, Okay, let's just take them off and yeah. we'll figure it out. Give them a rest. And, like, it'll all be forgotten about, like... Uh, now. It, now. Yeah, yeah, it is forgotten. Well, yeah, yeah I'm sure it we is. Were, yeah. We were well, a couple of weeks late on it. Yeah, we so. are too late on it, yeah. But Seth Rollins is now... Uh, he's, I think, universally hated now. Is he a bad but guy? He's, no, he's a good guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just get, essentially, WWE have got a, a real good at creating the top baby face that gets booed universally by everyone. Yeah, but... That's, that's their talent. Probably not their fault, though. Because Seth Rollins... Okay, so... Okay. I just want to make this point. Seth Rollins is an exceptional pro wrestler. Yes, he is. In in the society of work rate is priority amongst adults, he is what they should, or you'd think every elder wrestling fan would enjoy. He does some cool moves. He So do you know what I think the issue is? Got a fit bird. You know what I think the issue is. Go on. With your your so your analogy yeah. is is absolutely correct, and they should cheer him mm-hmm. based upon what you're saying. Yeah. Because on paper, it all makes sense. But the issue is you don't watch WWE TV, so you don't see the way he's portrayed week in and week out. No. And if you saw the way he's portrayed week in and week out, you'd right. think that that match was designed to do a double turn. Sure. Do you know what I mean? That match was yeah. the like especially. Demolition and powers of pain. 
Yeah, or Bret Hart, Steve Austin, yeah. the way he's kicking the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. But anyway, just a polariz- polarizing figure, but also very interesting that, you know, I feel that, I, d- I just wanted to hear your reaction to it. I was, I, was, I wanted a bit more of a, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I think, I, read, I think I'd read too much about it. Okay. I'd read too much about it for it to be, you know, and, it, and that's not really my fault. You know, it's all over social media, so... Um, and obviously, when I see a headline, fans, fans riot or fans erupt after finish of Hell in a Cell, every obviously every wrestler, wrestling fans go, "Oh, what's that about then?" So, yeah, but that is my first time watching. I didn't know they did the red lights, blood, blood. Yeah, that see, they've not done blood in a while. They've not done blood since fifteenth of October two thousand seven, I believe. So, blood from the mouth. Yeah, since then. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Who was that? Oh, Andy Boy Simmons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so we nearly got through a week without you mentioning that. <laughs> nearly. Um, and if you want to hear the full story, look back in the archives. Please do. So this has been a whole episode of nothing. It hasn't been a whole episode of nothing. I think we're just shooting the S. Telling some stories. Okay. So do you think people will like that? Yeah. You can uh, you know, you know, can uh, donate to my GoFundMe if you like. I, I think I said I earlier I wasn't going to do one, but I'm going I'm to have to. I wish I I'm had joking, one. of course. Like any time I, any time I cock up or whatever, I accept full responsibility, and you'll never see an Andy Boy Simmons go fund me. Okay, we'll remember that. <laughs> yeah. We'll remember that. Remember that when I'm homeless. Yeah. Um, don't help him out, guys. It's not <laughs> what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so brilliant. That was a. Yeah, that was a ride. Mm. That was a wild episode, wasn't it? Yeah, I might go watch the whole match now. Um, see what that music. If you do want to l- watch the rest of that match, WWE Network, it's available for nine ninety nine a month. Yep. Okay, so there's a bit of advertising for you. Um, so I'm try and kiss her ass now. It's too late. What do you mean? I've not done... Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they hate me. Never mind. I've told the story, no, I think right? I think I'm guilty by association. Well, you must be. You know, the, the time I realised that they really hated me uh-huh. was when they denied me free tickets for WrestleMania, right? And they were like, and bearing in mind, so that... The Orlando, because we went to Dallas together, we got tickets for that. Yeah, but then the Orlando one I purchased tickets for, Yeah. because um, I was just like, I just, I feel awkward asking for stuff. Yeah. But then that year, they'd asked for footage to use for SummerSlam, mm-hmm. which I used, which I sent them on the day of SummerSlam. Yeah. I sent them... The Nakamura, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the literally on the day, so like on, literally it was like in the afternoon, or maybe they already had the footage when they used it for NXT. Because like on the afternoon of the show, they were like, "Oh, we've made a late call to, and we'd like to include some some of your footage. Would we be able to do that?" And I was like, "Yep, sure, no problem." Because you know, I was of a belief that yeah. everyone should, well, Help if everyone works, out. yeah, everyone helps each other out, everyone works together. You know, it's all cool, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. it's, it's a better synergy. It's a better like everyone's everyone's better off. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and uh, and the guy was like, "If there's anything I can do for you at all, like anything at all, like you know, thank you so much for doing this yeah. for us. If there's anything I can do for you at all, just let us know." So I'd done that the previous summer. So I was like, "Oh, I'll hit the guy up." And just says I'm going to be in town for WrestleMania. What year? So, w- so this would be the year after Orlando. So 34. this would have been. What was that? I don't know. Well, you were there. I didn't go. Well, I was there. Was it New Orleans? Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, New Orleans. I think. Yeah, because obviously this week was this year was New York. So. Yeah. So, so I dropped him, dropped the guy a message, and I was like, uh, "Is there any chance 
you could organise some tickets for WrestleMania. I'll see what I can do for you. Then you got a message back saying, really sorry, we're not organising any complimentary tickets at all this year. I can send you a link for ticket to buy tickets if you want. <laughs> all right. Cheers. And uh, so that's what I knew I was on that out. Like that. So I was like, yeah. that's it. Done. Right. And then I then it was confirmed even further when like literally half the world I spoke to had been granted free tickets to WrestleMania. Yeah. So like obviously there was people within the industry, there's even people outside of the industry who are just fans who happen to know someone or, you know, or did like a you know, like I write for this website and I got free tickets or yeah. you know, like just real uh-huh. like just you know yeah, yeah, just ridi- yeah. like like not even closely associated with it that got free tickets and then they were like, Yeah we're not giving out any free tickets at all this year. Yeah. You know, thanks for that footage though, mate. See you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I think from, I knew my, my time was up with them at that point at that there. Point, yeah. But you know, never say never. One day they'll come calling. Maybe, yeah. And I'll tell them to, off. no, yeah. I, I just, I just like everyone to get along with each other. Yeah, that's unnecessary. You know what I mean? Unnecessary, but, story for whatever. another day. It yeah. is a story for another day um, and another episode of the A Squared Circle wrestling podcast yeah, well thanks for joining us everyone next week we are going to go back to the scrapbook we are but I think uh, I need to so I listened to a bit of it this week the old episode sorry and I'm just going to write down the, the articles we've already done so we don't repeat ourselves oh. yeah okay there's enough if articles you, in there well if you want to do that then yeah I've already started doing it so. okay drug shame of Hulk any other one about cool the shock headlines? of everyone it, it was like wrestlers the wrestling fans might be in shock to learn that some of the wrestlers are gay. Was another, another story. Yeah, that was a well interesting sign of the times, wasn't it? Yeah, like in the words that were used and stuff. Yeah, just yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, the press are, were cruel, cruel people, yeah. and still are because it's still the same people, but just wearing a different set of clothes. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm sure in, in you know in years' time we we'll look back at today's press and be like, oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was oh. that thing this week, wasn't there, about um, the actress who now works in B&M? Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Yeah, actress, yeah he sent the actress, yeah. I didn't read the yeah. article, but I saw the front page. Was it on the front page, was it? The front page was like The Sun or something. The Were they being horrible? I don't know, I don't know, but it was it, it was big enough to be like, EastEnders actress. Yeah, it's like, who cares? She's looking after her family. That's Do you know it, what I mean? Yeah, they've got bills to pay, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's good yeah. to not have pride in that respect. Yeah, yeah. You know? No one, not, don't be afraid of any hard work. No. And don't be ashamed of being, af- you know, of not being afraid of that hard work either. Yeah. So I think that's something, I think, if anything, it's something that she be, should be proud of, not something that... Oh, I'm sure she probably is, yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. All she right. might She might just be researching a role. You never know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. All right. Brilliant. Don't, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Boy Simmons, B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z. And me? Yeah. At... A Quilden, A Q U I L D A N. Okay. I'll just try and tweet some more because when I do tweet, it's good. Yeah. Right. And I'd like some more Instagram followers. Boy Simmons, B O Y S I M M O N Z 1984, as in 1984. And you fi- you'll find me on Instagram if you want to. I've got 599 okay. followers. Um, I kind of feel I should have more than that. With the content I put up. Like the other day, I put up a video. Unfortunately, I didn't get the push, but one of our lads from the school, Joshua James, he was laying on three chairs, and I pushed the chairs over. It was very funny, because he got stuck next to the table. <laughs> to, me, that's, to me, that sounds like you're a bully. No, it doesn't. It was all in good humour. 
And unfortunately, I only got the aftermath of him climbing out of the chairs. Um. Okay. But what made it really funny, he got stuck between the ta- the chairs. <laughs> like he was leaning on the. Once again, chair. it sounds like you're being a bully. No, it wasn't. It was In fun. 2019, mate, I that stuff's care. not acceptable. I don't care. 1998, it wasn't bullying because it's not bullying. Bullying, a lot of bullying, I believe, is um, the intent <laughs> behind it. And. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So from Andy Quilden and confirmed bully Andy Roy Simmons. He loved it. We're, we're, we'll have to get him on the show to talk about it. He's not a stranger to our podcast either. No. So, Are you right, mate? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. I know I am. I'm just reading something. Anything cool. you want to share? No. Okay, we'll talk to you next week then. Okay, good night. Goodbye. Bye. Later.